Welcome to the Harley Rabbit. I'm Harley, your hostess for the evening. Can I take your coat? Thank you. Please follow me. Sit down, please. It's a little loud in here, isn't it? That's better. It's so fun to explore your kinks. You can learn so much about yourself. And that's why Slade and I built this place. It's kind of like a virtual secret cinema where you get to experience all kinds of BDSM fantasies, all from the privacy of your own headphones. We chose audio as our platform because just like reading a book, you get to imagine all the details exactly as you like them. You can even imagine yourself in the story. Also with audio, we can add lots of immersive details. For example, a knock at the door, a passing car, It's these details that make the experience feel like it's happening around you, not just on a screen. So come check it out. You can listen to some fantasies for free, or you can use the code INTOIT at the checkout to get 25% off a paid fantasy of your choice. Find us at harleyrabbit.com and see where the rabbit hole takes you. Turns out I'm into it. Into it. Hey, hey, friends, it is Harley Rabbit here back with another episode of Turns Out I'm Into It, the show all about helping you discover your kinky self and live your best sex life. Today, I have a very interesting topic for you. I have been, um, as you can probably tell from the title of this episode, I had a go at camming this week, which was very scary, very fun, and lots to share with you guys about that experience. But before I jump into that, I just wanted to do a quick little shout out to my newsletter, which I'm really excited is up and running. And um, I've had zero unsubscribes, which is unheard of, honestly. The newsletter is full of fun little weekly challenges you can do either as a single or as a couple. Um, There's also some updates about what I've been up to and some recommendations. If I've found a, a really interesting article online, for example, or if I've been reading a book that I think is going to be really helpful, um, I'll link you to those as well each week. You can sign up to my newsletter through the Harley Rabbit website. Uh, I think it's the members tab and then sign up. All right. So on to today's topic, um, as I just mentioned in the intro, I recently signed up to a website called Chatterbait. And if you're one of the few people in the world that doesn't know what Chatterbait is, and I was one of those people not very long ago, so that's fine. Um, Chatterbait is basically a camming website so people can do um, share their webcams and do a little naughty shows live and you can interact with people through chat. Um, so it's kind of like porn but live porn that you can interact with, which is really cool. Now, I didn't realise but there is actually a lot of very different style cam shows on the website. So there's some that are super pornographic, um, if you're into that kind of thing, but there's also stuff that is pretty light. Um, and that's kind of where I wanted to start because, you know, this is new territory for me. So I guess the first lesson was that you don't have to do anything too extreme on there to have a little cam show. 
how this came about was I was visiting a friend of mine and we got chatting and he mentioned Chatterbait and I told him that I was curious about it because it had come up a few times before in conversation. Um, so he showed me the website and we were browsing through the different shows on there. And yeah, that was when I realized there's very different types of content on there. Um, yeah, lots of very extreme pornographic stuff, um, lots of toys. So the person that's camming will have a vibrator that's connected to the website. So when you put tips in, it vibrates. I think that's how it works. But yeah, so that's pretty fun. There was also plenty of girls that were just hanging out, having a chat, maybe in their underwear, not even, maybe just in a t-shirt. Um, and basically you can tip them to do different things. And that's whoever is running the show, who is, whoever's show it is, gets to choose exactly what those things are and what all the rules look like, which I think is really cool. So you can really set up your room to be aligned with your own boundaries and what you're comfortable with, what you enjoy. You can choose what you want to charge for it. Um, so it's like a token system where people buy tokens and they tip you in tokens, but the tokens are worth, um, I think it's five US cents per token, which isn't really a lot, but it also adds up kind of quickly. There's a few reasons why I decided that I wanted to give this a go. Um, firstly, I'm a massive exhibitionist, as I've mentioned on this show before. So I thought that camming might be a really good way to explore my exhibitionism a little bit more um, and you know, explore some of those fantasies where I enjoy having people watching. And this is kind of the perfect way to do that, particularly because it's in the safety of your own home. So you don't actually, there's people aren't physically there with you, which makes you yeah, a lot safer and a lot more comfortable. Um, you know, worst case, and you decide you're not into it, you can just shut your laptop. End of story. Go make yourself a cup of tea. So that really appealed to me. And to be honest, another reason is that I've always been a bit curious about working in the sex industry. I've often wondered what it would be like to be a porn star um, or have sex with people for money. That's a fantasy of mine. Um, yeah, actually having sex with people in real life for me carried too many risks in terms of like, I don't know, I don't want to get hurt or I worry about STIs and stuff. Um, that always felt a little bit too risky for me. Um, in terms of being a porn star, well, that sounds pretty fun. <laughs> but, you know, there's a lot of people in porn and it's not like it's like any other industry. You're not going to become famous overnight. Um, just because you get your boobs out on the internet. I think a lot of people think that there's this real misconception about that for women, like, oh, all you need to do to make money is to get your boobs out online and then the money will be pouring in, um, which is not true at all. There's so many people in porn online. Like, it's not like there aren't plenty of women willing to do that. So there's that misconception but there's also this um, stigma around it where it's like all you have to do is get your boobs out to make money. But if you do that, you're totally cheap and degrading yourself and you'll regret it for the rest of your life. That's how that's definitely the um, the attitude that I've perceived and that I've grown up with, which has taken me a lot of work to 
undo those beliefs because even though I don't believe those things, they're still there. They're really deeply ingrained in me. So one of the barriers that I had to giving this chatterbait thing a go was that I just had this voice in my head that taking your clothes off online is something that I'll regret and it's really cheap and degrading and all of these things. Lucky for me, I've actually been through a lot of these, like worked through a lot of these beliefs before um, when I was deciding to share naked photos of myself on FetLife, um, particularly when I was wanting to share my face in those photos. And I did a whole podcast episode on that. Um, so if you're interested in that story, you can go back through the archive and find that one. But during that process, trying to make that decision, um, it took a lot of introspection and a lot of thinking about what my values are, what my beliefs are, and what other things that I just have in my head because of the culture I grew up in. So it's about really assessing your beliefs and deciding what you want to believe in, basically, instead of just um, I think we just have all these unconscious beliefs that we go along with um, and they sometimes hold us back for all the wrong reasons because they're not actually things we believe in. So if I'm wanting to think about what my values are, they are being like, I really believe in being sex positive. I believe in being able to express yourself um, and have body confidence and to be able to explore your sexuality despite what our society says about that. So all of these things I think were very in line with doing something like Chatterbait. To me, getting naked online was something that made me feel confident and sexy and, um, and like I was living by my own values. There was nothing about that experience that felt cheap or degrading. That was just other people's bullshit. So I think a key takeaway from this, and I have talked about this a couple of times on this podcast, but it's really important. It's, it's about if you find that there's something you want to do or an experience that you want to have, but something's holding you back, it's about taking out the, the metaphorical magnifying glass and having a look at those beliefs and working out which ones are yours and which ones are other people's. Before my first cam session, I was super nervous, understandably. Um, luckily, I've gotten good at being able to understand whether my nerves are healthy or whether I'm actually not okay with something. So often, just before I do step out of my comfort zone and have a different kinky experience, I often feel extremely nervous and stressed. Um, but I know that I've been able to go through with what I wanted to do anyway and at the end of it have a really good time. So I don't let those or I try not to let those nerves stop me too much. That said, I'm always constantly asking myself, am I sure this is something I want to do? And if that answer is yes, then let's push through and do it. For my first session, I thought I would do some shibari because I've, I've been, as I've told you guys, been learning to do some self-ties and I thought that might be something a bit interesting to watch for people. There's not a lot of rope stuff on Chatterbait. So I'd prepared a few little ties that I wanted to do. Um, I got my cam set up in my bedroom. It looks really lovely. There's like this nice red shaggy rug on the floor. I've got my kink cage in the background. 
and I was able to just pop my laptop um, on top of our toy box. <laughs> yeah, that's, exact, that's exactly what you think it is. Um, but it was the perfect height for camming and people would be able to see me, mainly my legs and my face at the same time because I was wanting to do some leg ties. So that worked out really well. I wasn't really sure what to expect. I thought I'm probably going to have to be getting my boobs out all the time. Um, you, you, when you use Chatterbait, you have this thing called a tip menu. So you write down, and this is completely up to you. You get, you write down a whole bunch of different things that people can tip you to do. Um, so for example, they can be really simple things like, um, blow kisses and you might charge five tokens for that. Or they can be, you know, bigger stuff like flash your boobs or flash your undies, um, all the way up to basically whatever you can imagine um, you can put in there for people to be able to tip you. So I was very careful with what I chose. I didn't want to put anything in there that like I, I ended up putting a bunch of stuff in there and then taking it out again because I thought this is my first session. I don't know how I'm going to feel. I'm just going to stick to some really basic, easy stuff. Um, so I think I had stuff like, yeah, blow kisses, put on a collar, um, suck on my finger, I don't know, they were all things that I felt super comfortable to do on camera. The other thing I was nervous about was what do I wear? Like my instinct was to go corset and lingerie, but when I looked at other people's cams, everyone's wearing really casual clothes. So I thought, all right, well, we'll go with casual. Um, but that was a bit of a source of, I don't know if you'd call it imposter syndrome, but I was I remember before I went on, I was really freaking out that I wasn't doing enough. Like it felt like I was getting ready for a Facebook live, <laughs> you know, like I'm just wearing casual clothes in the middle of the day, just talking. I mean, I was doing ropes and stuff as well, but it felt very PG and I wasn't sure like this is a porn website, right? I'm like, I don't know if I'm doing, doing this right. So some weird feelings there. Anyway, my first cam session was really fun, actually. I really lent into the fact that I was new and I was just talking shit the whole time about not knowing what I'm doing, <laughs> which was fun because people were able to help me out with teaching me how to use Chatterbait and all the different things you can do. I had a friend of mine who logged on to, to help me out and that kind of helped like kick off that interaction because I think the hardest thing is when you you turn on your camera and then there's people watching, but there's no one talking to you. You feel super awkward. So it was nice to have a friend be that person for me to chat to. Um, and yeah, I think because I had an activity, so I was doing the ropes, that gave me something to do and talk about. So that was a pretty good strategy. Uh, in terms of like getting naked, barely at all. So you can set a goal for your session and then once you get donated that many to tokens, whatever your goal is. So say, I think I had like a thousand tokens to be topless by the end of the session. Um, but I didn't get anywhere near that, um, which was a, you know, a learning curve. I did flash my boobs once, I think once. So talk about challenging misconceptions. I think most people without any experience or actually, yeah, like I would include myself in this category, originally, you'd think if, you, if you're if you a girl and you 
get like if you go online with your webcam and you have the option there so people can ask you to flash your boobs you think that's going to be happening a lot don't you like it's a porn site and aren't all like all men meant to be obsessed with boobs and apparently getting your boobs out on the internet is like how you get rich um but that wasn't my experience at all and I'm just gonna say like I have pretty nice boobs you know I'm, I like my boobs. I think they're pretty good. So I don't think my boobs were the problem. Um, I just think that's the nature of it. I think people really like to chat. And I think a lot of people log on there just to have a chat with some people if they're feeling a bit lonely. Um, it's not necessarily about the nudity. And when I think about it from a user's perspective, there's hundreds of other women on there that are completely naked doing all sorts of stuff. So it's not like they're starved of boobs (laughs) there's plenty of options for that so I think for what I was offering at the time it was more about just having a chat to a new girl who was um who was just learning how to use chatterbait and that was kind of it I didn't really get asked to do much I think I made um 315 tokens in the end and I'm not sure but quite a few of those were from my friend (laughs) just being super supportive of me, Um, which converts to about $15 US in two hours or two and a half hours. So we'll break that conception of all you have to do is get your boobs out on the internet and you get rich because I don't know about you, but $15 in two and a half hours is not actually that much money, right? (laughs) I mean, it's US, so it worked out to be like maybe 20 20 bucks Australian, a bit more. Um, But that's fine. I wasn't there to, like, the sole purpose of this wasn't to make some money, even though that would be really nice. Like, who doesn't doesn't want to make money, right? Um, But for me, it was more about learning to understand the platform better, figure out whether it was something I enjoyed, um, and with the the broader goal of wanting to maybe do some some more stuff, like more, more sexy stuff on there. Um, to explore my exhibition, exhibitionism kink. I will say, I think because of this misconception about getting your boobs out and that that's all people want to see, when that doesn't happen, it kind of makes you feel shitty about yourself. You start to feel like, oh, maybe there's something wrong with me. Maybe I'm not attractive enough. Maybe people don't want to see me naked. Ugh, that feels awful. So I did have some of those thoughts that I had to manage. <laughs> um and I was able to, which was pretty good. But yeah, I think that's just something to be aware of. If you go in expecting people to be really keen to see you naked and that's not the result, that can feel kind of shitty. Day two session, my, my goal was to do three days in a row, which I did. Um, for day two, I actually was feeling just a bit vulnerable that day. I wasn't really in the headspace for it. So instead of doing the afternoon like I'd planned I, I was planning to um, start camming at like 2 30 um, so I thought I might leave that and instead have a go at it that night which I think was an excellent decision because by the time the night time came around I you know I'd had a shower I was feeling clean and put some makeup on and I was actually feeling excited to get on camera again so lesson learned there Make sure you're in the right headspace to jump on. For this cam session, I thought, all right, I've done ropes. 
what else can I do? So I thought I'd do maybe some music. I'm a musician. So I thought I'd bring my ukulele on and have a bit of a sing and a play just as something interesting to watch. This I thought would work really well, but it didn't work at all. And I don't know if that's because of what I was doing or just because of the time I'd logged on or I don't know. There's a lot of factors to consider there, but I just got crickets. There was like nothing. No one was talking to me. It was reminding me of all these, like it was taking me back to when I used to gig and you'd have like a shitty gig where you're like at a pub and you're playing your heart out and no one's listening. No one gives a fuck about what you're doing. And it's, it's not a nice feeling. I'm fairly used to that because that was a big part of being a musician, Um, but it still sucks. And I was actually almost ready to quit because I was like, this isn't making me feel good. I'm going to jump off. Um, but I'm glad I didn't because I, I think I gave myself like, oh, I'll just go for another half an hour. I'm going to put the uke down um, and just chat to people or try and get people to talk to me. And for, for whatever reason, people did start talking to me. I don't know if it was because it was a bit later or whatever. Um, and the tips started coming in. It makes this little noise that is really fun <laughs> when it goes off. Um, and I started having a really, really good chat with people. And then more people started coming into the room and more and more. And suddenly I'm like having trouble keeping up with how many people are talking to me. And that felt really fun. Like just being the attention whore that I am. It's like, oh my God, people are watching me and talking to me. And this feels really fun. So I was loving that. And I think that night there was a total of, I think the highest was 150 people watching me at once, which was mind blowing for me considering, you know, I used to do Facebook lives and stuff when I was teaching music and I was happy to get 10 people watching at once. So this was a huge difference. And even to the day before I'd only had, I think 20, 20 people watching me. So it went from 20 to 150 in a day, which was really exciting And I ended up having just the best night. When I logged off, I was so, like, I was exhausted. It's really exhausting. Um, But just buzzing with feeling really good about myself. I felt sexy and fun and flirty. And, yeah, it made me feel great. By that time, Slade had gotten home. So I went and had a cup of tea with him and told him all about it. Um, And he's been super supportive of me as he is with all my kinky explorations so yeah that day two ended on a great note unfortunately I think I was a bit overstimulated and could not sleep that night oh I forgot to say day two I I got to my goal so my my goal was just to be topless and I lowered the tokens to like 400 so it wasn't so big um so I ended up being topless flashed my boobs a few times and then got completely topless by the end of it and that was when I was seeing like lots of people in my room and it just felt so confident you know like to be on camera in front of all these people half naked um and feeling like everyone was enjoying it there was a point where um people were like they were teaching me how to use chatterbait because you can do all these different things and one of the things you can do is share cams like people can show you their cam and I was like, oh, cool. How do I do that? So I, I clicked on someone's cam that they were sharing and there was there was a dick in it, which I was totally keen for because I love seeing dicks. Um, and I enjoyed that. 
And then everyone was laughing at me because apparently I'm supposed to charge for that. I'm like, I, I can't help it. I, I like seeing dicks. I didn't know that that was something I should charge for, you know? <laughs> um, so that was really fun. It was really fun to get to express this part of my personality as well. Like my, my complete slutty side, which I have to keep in check most of the time. So this was a really fun space for me to be able to express that side of myself where I feel honestly kind of like my best self. I feel happy, confident, attractive, um, and I don't have to filter anything that's in my head. So that's awesome. Anyway, yeah, so that night, a little bit too overstimulated, couldn't sleep. And then the next day was kind of interesting. So I just come off this high where I'd been feeling really good about this new awesome thing that I'd discovered. But I had this almost like a sick feeling in my gut. I felt like something was wrong. And I realized that it was guilt. I felt like for some reason I felt like Slade should be mad at me. I felt like I think it was this whole idea of I'd done something really cool that I was really excited about, but I wasn't able to tell anyone. It's not like I can put that on Facebook or, you know, go call my mom and tell her about it. I mean, I probably could, but that would be weird. (laughs) It would feel weird. Um, And because there was this sudden restriction on, like, I wasn't allowed to talk about this awesome thing, I suddenly started to feel like this awesome thing was a bad thing that I'd done something wrong. And even though I didn't believe that consciously, I think subconsciously I was battling with a lot of those stigmas around getting naked on the internet. Isn't that interesting? I'm someone that I think is probably more sexually confident than most people. Um, I'm definitely the most confident about it than I've been in my whole life, but I'm still really affected by these bullshit biases that I don't believe in, but on some level, they're in there. Anyway, I had a good chat to Slade about it um, and a friend of mine about it, which made me feel a bit better. And by the end of the day, I was feeling a lot more comfortable with continuing on this journey. Day three, which was the last day of this experiment, and I was... the last two sessions I'd seen this growth. So I was expecting it to continue. I was expecting to, um, you know, have even more people in my room, but that didn't happen. So this was last night. I'm recording this on Friday. So it was Thursday night. It was really slow. And at first I thought, that's all right. It was like this last night. It, it just takes a while to pick up. Um, but it, it never did. I think I, had about 20 people in my room the whole time. And a lot of those were anonymous users or people that don't have tokens. So they weren't able to interact with me. I think that's something I can change if I want to. But at the time I didn't realize that was why a lot of people weren't talking to me. I just like, there's something super awkward about like I'm laying on my bed, I'm in my underwear. I'm talking to my webcam being like, Hey, I'm, super lonely like maybe someone wants to chat to me tell me where you're from like I was just trying to think of questions to get some interaction in the chat um and I was just getting crickets so that after a while like after about an hour of that you start to feel like ugh, this is this isn't fun 
by the end of last night, I luckily did get a little bit of interaction toward the end, but it was nothing like the night before. So that made me realize, okay, maybe this isn't going to be as linear as I expected. Maybe this is a bit more hit and miss. Like you have your busy days and your not so busy days. So again, another learning curve. After that session, I think I was just really tired and I'd felt a little bit let down by that experience. It wasn't what I'd expected. And it, to be honest, it kind of got to me a bit. I won't go into um, too much detail about that here because it's probably not really appropriate for a, a podcast. Um, I am just as a side note here, I am looking at doing um, some raw unedited videos on my website just so I've got a place to talk about things that I like a lot of the time when I'm, I'm chatting to you guys on the podcast, there's, there's more to the story, but it doesn't feel appropriate to share all of those more personal details on here. You know, a podcast is kind of a first point of you guys getting to know me. You mightn't be wanting to listen to this podcast for like a, a super deep personal conversation, Um, And I do want to keep the content on here pretty light and positive because that's kind of what it's about. But I also think that some of you might want to get a little bit into the deeper stuff and it might be more appropriate for me to share that on my website rather than on the podcast. So I'm starting up a section on my website. It's called Backstage and that will be where I have those more serious kind of chats or just more personal kind of chats. Um, And also just some behind the scenes stuff that I think you guys might find enjoyable. There's one video in there at the moment that I recorded. Um, I was out getting some audio samples at the beach the other day and ended up having to to get in the water and brave the sharks and jellyfish and all of that, which was terrifying. So I thought I'd take a little video of that story and post it on there. But yeah, if you're interested in seeing some backstage content, you'll have access to that if you sign up to my website. So again, it's the same process as I mentioned at the start with the newsletter, just click the members tab and sign up and it's free. Anyway, that was the, the side note. Back to the main story. I was feeling kind of shitty after that cam session last night, just a bit disappointed. I think because I was tired, I had less resilience to those really nasty thoughts about not being attractive enough for, for to get people to want to tip me or whatever. Um, yeah, I think as a, as a girl to put yourself in a position where you're going to be naked on the internet, that's a pretty vulnerable position to be in. And when you don't get the support and encouragement that you expect, that can feel very personal. Even though I know that it, it wasn't that because I'd had the complete opposite experience the night before. Um, but in the moment still felt pretty tough, if that makes sense. So that got me thinking, I don't know whether I want to continue this or not. That's where I'm at now. So I've done my three days experiment. It's been a roller coaster, some really fun moments and some really crappy moments. And now I'm at the position where I need to decide where to go from here. Do I say that was a fun experience, but no, it's not for me because honestly it does have the potential to upset me and hurt my feelings. And that's something that I need to be aware of, but it also has a lot of positive potential. 
remembering how I felt on that second night where I just felt my confidence soaring and I had so much fun. I haven't really decided exactly what I'm going to do from here. I'm probably going to have to do a bit more experimentation. Um, I know that I just for my own kinky fantasies, I would love to do a live sexy show with Slade um, where we actually have sex on cam or do something like that. And that would be potentially a one-off or just something that we could do when we wanted to have that experience. It's purely for the fun of it and for the kink of it. It's not really about growing an audience and making money and all that kind of stuff. If I want to do something a bit more consistent, I thought three days a week was probably too much because I'm already doing a lot in this world. There's a lot of sex in my life. Um, But I thought maybe I could do either once or twice a week a ask me anything type forum where I can invite you guys on my podcast who are listeners, people who follow me on FET, um, just anyone that's interested in getting to know me a bit more. Chatterbait is like a, a live stream option where if I tried to do this on Facebook and talk about this stuff on Facebook, I'd get kicked off immediately. So on Chatterbait, I do have a platform now where I can do live streaming and talk about whatever the fuck I want to talk about. Within reason. They do have some rules. But sex is fine. I'm not going to get banned for saying the word kink. So I thought that Chatterbait could be a really good platform for me to do a weekly Q&A with anyone that wants to come and hang out with me and just ask me anything. It doesn't have to be anything more than that if it doesn't go that way. But, of course, there is the potential. I'm going to keep my tip menu there. So there might be some sexy shenanigans in there with some boob flashes or some toplessness or... I don't know, whatever I'm feeling on the night. Maybe I can have some cage time. For me, doing that stuff is about expressing my sexual personality. It feels empowering for me to flash my boobs. It feels empowering for me to be able to do this stuff with confidence. And I think if I'm setting an example of that, where I'm showing people it's okay if you want to do this, you can do this too. It's really fun. It doesn't take anything away from my worth as a person. It only actually adds to it. So I think if I can set that example, then fuck yes, that's what I want to do. But if I do want to go down that road, I need to be very careful about not crossing my boundaries. So there was a bit of pressure for that. Like um, I had a couple of people message me while I was online saying, hey, will you do a private show for me? And this was when like last night when no one was talking to me and I'm like, maybe I should do that, you know, but at least in that moment, that felt like a boundary to me. This person that wanted the the private show wanted me to do, like get fully naked and make myself come on camera for him. And that just feels like too much for where I'm at at the moment. As I've said to you guys before, I'm super comfortable in my boobs and my face and my smile and all of that. Happy to share that. Had plenty of experience doing that on FetLife now. So I know that that's something I'm comfortable with. But when it comes to anything below that, I get a little bit more shy and the boundaries become a little bit more unclear. So I think a really good rule of thumb is to be very clear about your boundaries before you get online and don't do anything you're not completely comfortable with because there'll be time to do that later. If I decide later, actually, a private show sounds really fun and really sexy, I'm going to give that a go. Then I can go online and know that's something, that's a decision I've already made. Does that make sense? I think you just don't want to get pressured into doing something you don't want to do because then it could potentially become a very icky experience. 
All right, I think I've talked enough about this topic. Um, hopefully you guys found that interesting. I would love to know if a live Q&A on Chatterbait once a week would be something you think you'd enjoy. Like, would you enjoy coming, hanging out with me on a live stream? I noticed on Chatterbait a lot of girls charge for questions about sex and their sexuality and what they like. I, I, I'm happy to say anything. So if you have any questions at all for me, that would be a really cool forum to do that. Um, that's a little bit more interactive than a podcast. So let me know what you think of that. If enough people think that that's a good idea, then I will give that a go. All right. Love you and leave you guys. Thank you so much for listening. As always, play safe, have fun, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Hey guys, it is editor Harley here. And I just wanted to tack on to the end of this episode. I did record a little backstage video after this episode um, where I go into a little bit more detail, more personal detail into um, some of my experiences camming. So if you are interested in checking that out, you can find that on my website. Just head over to harleyrabbit.com and click the members tab and you'll find it under backstage. If you, you won't be able to access that unless you're a member. So if you, you're not a member, just do that and it'll tell you, it'll prompt you to sign up um, so you can watch the content. And that's completely free. It's just your name and email address to become a member. All right. Thanks, guys. I'll see you next time. Turns out I'm into it. Into it. Into it. Thanks for listening to Turns Out I'm Into It. If you've enjoyed this episode, please remember to hit subscribe and leave a rating and review. This will help other people just like you to find this podcast. If you have any comments or questions, you can reach out to me on FetLife or through the Harley Rabbit website. My name on Fet is Harley Rabbit, or one word, or you can message me direct through the website. Go to harleyrabbit.com forward slash podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the show. I will be back soon with another episode exploring the wonderful world of kink.